running a podcast FAQ on Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast. Hello, my beautiful listeners. I am back. This weekend, I had a girl's trip with my mom. It was my first ever vacation where it was just me and my mom. It was lovely. We stayed in Sonoma County. Some notable towns there include Santa Rosa and Windsor and Bodega Bay. I would love to go back. That was my second time ever being in Santa Rosa, which is not part of the Bay Area. I know I am going to lose a lot of listeners, but Santa Rosa is not part of the San Francisco Bay Area. Fucking San Rafael is more Bay Area than Santa Rosa. Since you've already heard and read the title, this is going to be a very different episode of Pro Cuddle Hustle. Instead of talking about professional cuddling, I decided to answer some frequently asked questions pertaining to running a podcast. So without further ado, let's start the show. I know there are a bajillion different Facebook groups about being a podcast host, but I left 99% of them because they weren't helping me. In fact, they were just spamming my Facebook timeline, and some of them I had to give the admin my email address in order to join their Facebook group because they wanted to automatically sign me up for their email list. Of course, I unsubscribed immediately. I am a firm believer in that you shouldn't have to give out your email address in order to join a Facebook group. So I'm going through the podcast subreddit. Three days ago, someone said, want to exchange podcast trailers? And it sounds like podcast hosts do a shout for shout. If you're not a sex worker, then a shout for shout is basically when usually online sex workers will exchange promo flyers and it's for free. So you don't pay the person you're giving a shout out to and they don't pay you. It's a mutual exchange of services, a mutual exchange of goods so to speak. And a lot of online sex workers gain a bunch of monetary support when they do shout for shouts. You do not need to have a large social media following in order to have a lucrative online business. I think as long as you put out more content than just shout for shouts, you're good. So it seems like this one pop culture podcast host wants to find another podcast host with a similar premise I suppose, to do a shout for shout. And I think that's a great idea. Unfortunately, I don't think there are any other professional cuddling podcasts. If any sex worker podcast hosts want to create a trailer for their podcast and exchange it with me for free, I am totally open to doing that. I could care less how many followers you have. If what you put out into the world is good, then I believe you are good enough. There are so many posts in the podcast subreddit where people are looking for a co-host. Back when I used those podcast Facebook groups, a lot of people were asking for guests to appear on their podcast. Mutual exchange of services. You do this for me for free. I do that for you for free. Oh no. On Reddit, people are like, I am looking for someone to work for me. They're not phrasing it like that verbatim. They're just like, this is what I'm passionate about. And it's usually something pertaining to video games or movies. They're like, but I have no one to talk about this with. So I need someone to talk about this with me and I'm not going to pay you. That is what blows my mind. Oftentimes when I come across these Reddit posts, I'm like, hey, I am totally down to do a one episode guest appearance. Cannot commit to being your co-host. Definitely not going to do that for free with such a saturated market. And some of those people were like, well, if you can't be my co-host, then our correspondence ends here. If you are a podcast host or aspiring podcast host, please don't 
don't do that. If you're gonna do that, at least compensate your business partner. I understand that podcasting may be your hobby, talking about your favorite anime may be your hobby, but expecting a complete stranger to do this for you for free, that's unreasonable. There's a decent amount of people who are asking, what should I name my podcast? And if you cannot come up with a name for your podcast, then you're probably going to struggle with naming every single episode. And you can't just not name your episodes, not name your podcast. Believe me, when I was dipping my toes into the podcasting world, I had no idea what my intro or my outro would be. I knew that I was totally fine with switching it up every other episode. And I do do that. But podcasting is a lot of work even when you're talking about your favorite subject in the world. I think once you figure out the name for your podcast and how you're going to title your episodes, then you're golden. <laughs> there are some people who are like, I have several possible ideas for my podcast and then they have people vote on a poll for which one sounds the best. I think that's fine. I am aware there's this subreddit called tip of my tongue and there's a more niche subreddit called tip of my joystick. Basically, you describe something that's on the tip of your tongue, but you just cannot remember the name of it. Tip of my joystick has to do with video games or mobile apps or mobile app games. Once in a blue moon, I will find a post on r slash podcast where someone is like, can someone please tell me what I was listening to? And they'll be like, I don't remember the name of the title. I don't remember the name of the podcast. I don't remember the name of the host, but I remember some people or this person talking about this. And it's not impossible to be directed to the correct source, but it's not a one in a million chance. It's more like, I feel like one in a billion chance. And so maybe there it there should be a subreddit, like tip of my tongue, where it's like tip of my microphone. I don't know. Tip of my headphones, where people describe podcast episodes they recall hearing, but don't remember anything else. If you're listening to my podcast on a platform where you can comment and you do use Reddit, should those people just use r slash tip of my tongue? Should there be a new subreddit like tip of my tongue for podcasts? I want to hear what you think. This is a very generic question. How do I expose my podcast to listeners? Someone commented saying, make sure you've claimed your podcast on all the podcast listening apps. I agree with this, but there are some really popular apps that I have struggled for years to get Pro Cuddle Hustle on and they just will not cooperate with me. So I've given up on them, but you never know what the future holds. Maybe the most popular podcast app today will be obsolete in five years. Maybe the least popular listening app your podcast is on today will be the most popular app that you pull listeners in within two years, in the next three years, four years. I don't know. Someone commented subscribe to podcast recommendation newsletter. Despite how often I listen to podcasts, I rarely listen to new ones. I am definitely not subscribed to any kind of newsletter for podcast recommendations. Maybe I am in the minority. Maybe a majority of podcast listeners slash hosts are subscribed to these newsletters. Someone tell me if I'm in the minority or in the majority. But this commenter is saying, pitch yourself to these podcast newsletters. I do think that's a great idea, but maybe you should not take my advice because I don't read these newsletters. I don't know how big of an outreach these newsletters have. And I highly doubt if you email them how many email addresses you got. I highly doubt they're going to tell you. I feel like they would only tell you their number if they're about to go under and they're trying to sell their newsletter to some other owner because you can't make a decent amount of money selling well email addresses it's people's personal information chances are if a service like facebook is free for you to use they make money off of selling your personal 
information. I really hope I am not the first person you're hearing this from. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area where the Silicon Valley is located. So this is very common knowledge. I don't know if this is common sense if you live outside of a tech hub. Some people are saying advertise your podcast on social media like Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I definitely think that you could get a bunch of listeners through that. But since since so many people use Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, but the ad has to look good. You don't want people to just look at your ad and just swipe by. It has to be good enough for people to click on it, open up the link, whatever hyperlink you use. It has to be good enough to persuade people to become recurring listeners. I highly advise against being clickbaity. You don't want to prank potential listeners. You don't want to make them feel hoodwinked. Okay, so if you're a podcast host listening to this, I don't know what yours is about, but mine's is about professional cuddling. There's so many misconceptions on it. I made one episode so far where I talk about misconceptions and I could definitely do another one, but <laughs> the last thing I want is more people being like, oh, professional cuddling? Is that like a weird sex thing? Is that like a weird fetish thing? Is that even legal? Like, that's the last thing I want. <laughs> so I'm not gonna put that in my advertising if I were to advertise on Google ads or Facebook ads. There's a decent amount of people in the r slash podcast where it's like, I am currently accepting clients who are looking for a publicist or a like sports related social media publicist, something like that. But then they don't include much information. Ooh, someone asked if they should pay for Spotify ads. I didn't even think about Spotify ads because, well, I pay for Spotify premium. Not many people commented on this one, but people are saying you're better off running ads on Instagram and Google. Okay, if you are someone, I don't know if you're a podcast host, but if you are someone who is listening to me right now and you've used Spotify ads before, how was it? Was it successful in your definition of successful? I'm curious because I've never heard anyone suggest that, but Spotify gets a lot of traffic every second of the day, so I wouldn't be surprised if many people are successful there. Okay, this person is asking, occasionally I get random listen spikes. One episode has about 50 listeners, but then this other one gets like 250. Any idea why? I haven't checked in a while. I think my most listened to episode is either my very first one or the one where I interviewed another person. Especially if you rarely have guests on your podcast, I think you're going to get a huge spike in listens if you interview a guest for your show. Other than that, I can't think of any other reason why you would get a huge spike in listens. Someone is asking, are there any documentaries out there about podcasting? I don't watch, <laughs> I don't watch documentaries that often, so I cannot answer this. Ooh, this person is asking, when I premiere my podcast, how many episodes should I publish at the launch? I rarely hear about podcasts before they ever go live. I think every podcast I've ever listened to had only one episode out when they premiered. Is this like a common strategy? Uploading like 10 episodes when you premiere? That's like the Netflix strategy, you know? I wish I was paid to say this, but I'm not. I am currently watching the most recent season of Camp Cretaceous on Netflix, and like with many other Netflix originals, they just dropped like 12 episodes in one day. Netflix makes shows intended for binging. Maybe you could get a decent audience if you do that, where people can binge the first 10 episodes within one day, but do you want people to get used to a Netflix-style podcast, where every single time you upload, you're expected to upload like 10 hour-long things? That sounds like a lot of work, and one 30-minute episode every single week is just too much 
for the average person. But hey, if it works for you, then it works for you. I commend your hard work. This one person said, hey, podcasters, how do you engage your listeners? Are you building a community? Do you have a Discord or Slack that you invite them to join? I responded with, to be honest, Discord and Slack are only good if you already have a huge audience. As for me, I engage with my audience through Instagram stories, you know, polls, etc., and posting every single day to my Instagram feed. And then someone responded to my comment saying that they're going to follow me and that I post some very interesting stuff. Thank you so much. This other guy says, how much does your podcast make? And there's a variety of comments, like the first one, which says, wait, podcasters make money? The second person said, negative monies between hosting fees, website hosting fees, my time spent recording and editing. My co-host and I are in the negatives. The third comment said, hey, I'm new to podcasting. I only have 17 episodes. Average amount of downloads is around 46. The only monetizing option I'm using so far is auto ad placement by Spreaker. This yields about $0.0024 per ad impression, which roughly equals four pennies a day. I'm surprised this person is making four pennies a day. And a different individual responded to that person saying, not trying to be snarky, but do you think that 28 cents per week is worth potentially turning your audience off with ads? And that person says they are open to removing ads and exploring other monetization options. And another individual responded to that guy by saying, why not just start a Patreon or Ko-fi? You will still get money and it will be on your own terms, no middleman. Yeah, I think those two options are better than the Spreaker monetization method, but there is a middleman. If you have not listened to my recent public episode reacting to P-Valley, yes, it is public, not private. I do complain for like five seconds that I almost got permanently banned by Patreon. They're not as pro-sex worker as they try to make themselves seem. Despite all that, July 2022 was still my most lucrative month on Patreon since I created my account. But back to the Reddit comments. Some people are saying that Kofi and Patreon are more viable when you reach a larger amount of listeners. I cannot speak on what it's like to earn money through Kofi. They have some kind of monthly tier option like Patreon, but a majority of the people I've seen who use Kofi just use it as a tip. I'm not sure if this person is talking about Anchor FM, but I'm reading this one comment that says, we made $50 through the Anchor program before we hit our money limit. We have a core group of 20 to 50 people who listen to our show. Someone asks, what is Anchor? And that person responds with, Anchor is a podcasting platform owned by Spotify. When you start with them, they let you use them as a sponsor and give you a tiny bit of money per download till you hit about $50 when they end their sponsorship. Oh Lord, $50 and then your sponsorship ends? You do not need to be a business attorney to know that that's just bullshit. There are some companies who will pay public figures a thousand dollars per YouTube video. $50 is chump change. This commenter is saying that they monetize their podcast through merchandise. They own a few 3D printers and they use Teespring, which I think is similar to Redbubble and Society6. I am not paid to say any of this. They apparently sell their merchandise at pop culture conventions. And then they list some that I have never heard of in my entire life, but they're located in the United States. Oh wow, more ways people are monetizing that I've never heard of. This one person says, they use a tool that turns images into Minecraft blocks, which brings in about $1.50 a day, which is enough to cover their hosting fees and a little 
extra. Yeah, I don't think that's a way to monetize. <laughs> I don't think that's a way to monetize your podcast. I mean, this person, their podcast is about the video game Stardew Valley, which is completely different from Minecraft. I don't know. I've never played either video game. I know they're super popular. My older sister plays Stardew Valley. It looks very calming, but you know what? They are not paying me to say any of this. Moving on. It seems like some people are uploading their podcast stuff to YouTube and they earn a little bit through Google AdSense. I do not have a kid-friendly podcast, so I'm not gonna bother with Google AdSense. I know there are some sex worker YouTubers who make money through Google AdSense. I'm just not gonna try. This one person on Reddit asked, please suggest me teenagers podcast. Absolutely no upvotes. Absolutely no comments. I don't know what that question means. Are they talking about podcasts where the hosts are still in their teens? I'm pretty sure that exists. I don't know if the person asking is also in their teens. This one person included screenshots in their Reddit post asking, how much should I be making with with these figures. I moved my podcast to Spreaker and started growing fast in terms of daily downloads. That makes me happy. In terms of monetization, so far I'm only using Spreaker's automatic ad placement, which yields about 20 cents a day at most. I wonder if the growth of this monetization is linear, which means I would have to multiply many times the amount of daily downloads to earn some real money. Or maybe I'd be better off leaving automatic ad placement aside and looking for other forms of monetization, what do you think? Someone commented saying you should make money on Patreon and upload bonus content there. And the OP said, I think you need a really big audience for bonus episodes to work. I tried bonus episodes on my former platform, iVooks. I've never heard of this before, but it didn't get me any results. Maybe the audience was still too small. Okay, maybe I'm just ignorant, but I have never heard of iVooks before and maybe that's why it was difficult for them to grow a following. Yes, a lot of people use Patreon and it can still be slow to grow a consistent amount of patrons there. I started offering bonus content, I think, within the first year of me having my podcast and there has never been a full year where I uploaded at least one public episode every single month. That being said, my patrons still listen to my bonus content. Shout out to those people, you know who you are. And I don't only upload my bonus stuff onto Patreon. I think I have uploaded all of my bonus audio to YouTube as videos with still images. Granted, most of those are unlisted, meaning they're not for literally any YouTube user to watch, but it's a good backup in case Patreon, God forbid, goes down. I have considered putting my bonus content on other platforms such as XBiz, but as of right now, I think I only want my public podcast episodes on XBiz TV. I don't only upload the post pod on Patreon. There's a bunch of other stuff I upload. And yeah, 99% of what I upload to Patreon is free for anyone to view. You do not need to subscribe. I think just uploading consistently on Patreon is enough. You don't need to consistently upload paywalled stuff to Patreon to get a loyal audience. Oh my, someone is asking about waterproof microphones? Absolutely no comments. I do not know why someone would need a waterproof mic to record their podcast why, why does it need to be submerged? Are you spitting that much? Oh gosh, people are asking questions about editing your audio on your phone and stuff about audacity. Disappointingly enough, I record my voice using my cell phone and I also edit the audio files on my laptop because I have audacity there, but I do not have the answers to those questions. I have not seen anyone ask this before. Is it better to host two separate
separate podcasts for different topics or have one podcast and split it into series slash seasons. Honestly, I think either way can be done well. I have never done the... Okay, technically my podcast does have seasons. I do like season 2020, season 2021, season 2022. But but in a way, my podcast is both about professional cuddling and sex work. It's just the public facing episodes are pro cuddling and and my patron and my patron exclusive ones are about more explicit less related stuff to cuddling so if that user is somehow listening to my voice right now hello one way you could do this is by technically having one podcast but making the i guess juicier stuff behind a paywall i also have to consider that there are a lot of podcasts out there pertaining to sex work and to my knowledge i am the host of the only podcast in the world about pro cuddling so it just would make more sense to make my public ones about pro cuddling and then the paywalled ones about sex work because not as many people are going hard for pro cuddlers as there are people going hard for sex workers one person who commented on this reddit post said you could make every single episode of your podcast about both topics like the first half of an episode is always this topic and then the second half of the episode is always that topic and the closest i can think of a podcast i listen to doing this is lovers and friends by shan booty i love that podcast so much and for the most part each episode is first half shannon talking to one person about a particular topic a topic that guest is very familiar with and then the second half of her episodes is usually shannon's sister or shannon's husband maybe shannon's best friend talking about the same thing after having listened to the audio clip that's in the first half of the episode so the second half of each so the second half of each episode of lovers and friends is the second guest or guests reacting to the first guest as they communicate with the same host shan boodrum i know to a lot of people even avid podcast listeners the way shannon structures her podcast can be messy convoluted but i'm a very loyal fan i think it works i love the podcast and shannon please <laughs> please have me on your show you don't have to pay me but if you want to pay me to be on your show i would love to be on lovers and friends and on that note i think it's a wonderful time to end this interesting episode of pro cuddle hustle thank you so much for listening to me do my best to answer frequently asked questions pertaining to running a podcast i cannot thank you beautiful listeners enough for listening if you're one of my patrons thank you so much for supporting the podcast pro cut a hustle is a passion project for me your patronage is not only supporting me but the current and aspiring professional cuddlers who listen to pro cut a hustle if you haven't already please leave positive reviews on spotify youtube listen notes Castbox, Podchaser, and podcast addict perhaps i will read your review in a future episode please follow pro cut a hustle on all socials instagram facebook and twitter i'm currently taking a break from tiktok tell everyone on your socials how important this professional cuddling podcast is i also manage two different facebook groups ask a professional cuddler and professional cuddlers and sw only please only join the latter if you are a professional cuddler or a sex worker i am still accepting caviar gift cards and airbnb gift cards i think most people know what airbnb is but caviar is a food delivery service my email address is felicity as 
Sarah at gmail.com. I am still uploading every single public episode of Pro Cut a Hustle to XBiz TV. Thank you all so much for your patience. I have lost count of how many tiers I have on Patreon. I do not plan on getting any more, even though I have noticed some Patreon creators have a $3 tier, but my tiers do start at $1 a month and go up to $150 a month. And yes, I've had several people subscribe to my $150 tier. I am still accepting bookings for cuddle appointments. I accept deposits through Venmo, Cash App, and Patreon. Screening is mandatory. COVID vaccination and a negative COVID test are required. I am not yet requiring a monkeypox vaccination, but if you're vaxxed for monkeypox, that would be deeply appreciated. As I record this, I am getting my first monkeypox vaccine in two days, so do not worry about me. I didn't even know that you need two monkeypox vaccines in order to be considered fully vaxxed. Back to my usual cuddle outro, longer bookings will be prioritized. I am offering fly me to you. I have my passport, so I could travel internationally. I do not offer a flat rate for fly me to use, but my hourly cuddle rate is more expensive when I'm traveling versus when I'm cuddling people within the SF Bay Area. And you have been listening to episode 21 of Felicity Azura's podcast. Catch y'all later.